Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Today we are celebrating a group of individuals that may not get the recognition that they so deserve. They serve our communities in ways that can be dangerous, it can be life-threatening, but they do it anyway. It can also be very rewarding, as many say, and it can fill a desire that they have to help others. I was curious about the type of person that seeks out a job opportunity like this, and research showed me that individuals in this career have patience, tolerance, dedication, they have great communication skills and uncommon courage. And oh, by the way, they also need to be very physically fit. So with over 41,000 of these individuals in our state, we think it's a good time to celebrate them and highlight the great work that they do. Our first guest actually supports the individuals that we're highlighting today. Oftentimes, a nonprofit will have a quote-unquote friends of, which helps with fundraising and advocacy. My first guest today is Jennifer Hofstetter, who is from the Merton Auxiliary, which is a group that supports the Merton Community Fire Department. So that is the group that we're celebrating today, our fearless firefighters and the great work that they do. So welcome to the show today, Jennifer. Thanks, Joe. You're welcome. So why don't you start out by telling us about the Merton Auxiliary, who they are, how they came to be. Uh, Merton Auxiliary was founded in 2018, and the reason that we founded our group was because we saw a need um, at the fire department for fundraising. They were kind of lacking their fundraising, and we decided to step in and kind of kind of help with fundraising. We don't just do fundraising for the auxiliary. We also do um, various services, education, CPR and AED training, um, and then our fundraising activities support Merton, North Lake, surrounding communities, and then most importantly, the Merton Community Fire Department. And so currently, I think you mentioned that you have five board members and you support, and you get support from like 30 plus volunteers. Yeah, we have five actual board members, president, vice president, treasurer, um, secretary, and then just a, a, a regular board member, I guess. And then we have probably 30 plus volunteers, I guess. We have a lot of fire department members that are also volunteers that aren't really included in that group but yeah yeah we have quite a few okay you know we talk a lot on this show about what can our listeners do to help and volunteering is at the top of the list and so if you're listening and you uh like fire trucks or you like to be in a in in an environment that is uh hectic and crazy but you know you're helping in some way you can seek out how you can volunteer so Elaborate on some of the ways that you help through the services and educational opportunities that you provide. So we do a lot of um, community outreach. We do a lot of the fundraising events, like I said, for the fire department. Um, And then another big thing that we do is CPR and AED training. 
Um, we do a lot of that for the local schools, a lot of the eighth graders. We set up once a year and we do AED and CPR training for the eighth graders because it's kind of important for kids to, you know, know how to use an AED and know how to do, you know, hands-only CPR. You go into the Merton Primary and... We and do Northlake. We have oh, been okay. asked for Northlake. So Northlake usually is our, our school that we go in and we do. We haven't been asked by Merton yet. Um, I don't know if that's something that they're you know, fire department's going to set that up or... Well, we uh, hope so. My kids went through Merton right. and I think that's right. good. I thought right. that they had, during the time my kids were there, they they um, purchased or maybe had it donated one of the AED machines right outside the gym. Yep. And it's not any good if nobody knows how to use Correct. it, right? So, yeah, I mean, you really want, okay, Merton, step up. You know, you want to have the fire department come in and do some of that training. Right. So for Merton, we usually come in and we do um, fire prevention with all the kids at Merton School. So we'll bring a fire truck over and we'll do, you know, fire prevention with them. They get used to the fire trucks. They get used to the firefighters. They, you know, so Merton, that's kind of where we go with that. Northlake is more the CPR AED training for the older kids. Okay. So... You support so you are the Merton Auxiliary, but you support North Lake and some of the surrounding communities. Correct. So it's not just Merton proper that you're supporting. So Correct. I think that's important for for people to understand. And then I understand um, that you have things like a pancake breakfast. You have open house. You have auctions. You have a lot of things that you guys do over there. Um, and later on in the show, we'll do a deeper dive into uh, all that stuff. But I think it's important to know that there are organizations like this out there that are helping to fund the great work that the fire departments do. And that, in a nutshell, is my understanding of what the auxiliary is, right? Most definitely. Okay, okay. So um, you raise funds to help to support the fire department, again, which is really important because you can only offer support in ways where you have the tools to help. Um, but we're going to take a quick break right now. And when we return, we're going to learn what are some of the things that Merton Auxiliary has helped purchase to allow the fire department to offer the help that the community needs. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Jennifer Hofstetter from the Merton Auxiliary. And I'm actually going to welcome uh, to our show Jim Spires Duran, who is the president of the Merton Community Fire Department that the Auxiliary supports. We've asked him to join the conversation as well. So welcome to the show, Jim. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. So, Jen, you, you raise funds to help support the fire department. So tell us about some of the things that you've actually helped to purchase. We do a lot of purchasing for the fire department, a lot of the big ticket items that they they are looking for that aren't actually in their budget um, is what kind of we're, we're the ones that fundraise for that. So one of the big things is a drone. So not a lot of the fire departments around us have a drone. So we were one of the one of the first fire departments that got a drone who, you know, I'll let Jim kind of explain what what we do with that drone for the fire department. Yeah, so like Jen said, we were one of the first ones to fire departments to get a, a, a drone. And it, it allows us to, you know, assist the police on search and rescue calls. So we get called to, you know, throughout Waukesha County in, in looking for missing children or missing 
um, seniors that have dementia. And um, it's very rewarding to be able to take that tool out and be able to find these um, victims you know, in cold weather when they're outside. Mm. And the other uh, tool that it's being used for is, unfortunately, we have more police assist calls where there's a barricaded shooter or something like that. And we can put the drone up and use it to look into, you know, houses or protect the police officers um, and put that piece up versus having the police officers have to risk their their safety. Mm. So you guys are one of the only ones fire departments that have that so our local our so other fire departments are calling the Merton fire department saying we need your assistance correct just until recently the the sheriff's department got their own drone and okay. and and so they have one but they often call us to help them and we go to other um, departments throughout the county nice okay. we're, we're usually closer actually than the sheriff's department drone so their sheriff's department drone is kind of down a lot further away and a lot of the calls are closer to us so we will show up first use the drone first while we're there waiting for you know the sheriff's department drone to to show up okay what are some other things um we purchased last year um every year we have annual events and our big fundraiser we purchased uh, a life pack which is a portable defibrillator for the ambulance which is obviously very important yeah this is the single piece of equipment that's used the most um, on calls. It is used on every single call and it is, you know, it's our heart monitor, it's our defibrillator. Um, so it was a very important purchase for us um, and we were very thankful that the uh, auxiliary was able to do that for us. So you didn't have that before, so what did you guys... We've had it before, but it okay. was just out of date. And oh, so um, okay. we bought a new one that's up to date and, nice. and uh, the latest and greatest. It, we were able to transmit um, heart monitor data to the hospitals while we're en route to the hospital so that the, you know, the ER doctors can see what the heart rhythms are and, and, and deal with that as, um, before we even get there. Okay. You know what I'm noticing or realizing as you're speaking, Jim, is that the fire department is not just for fires. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that <laughs> sounds like a silly statement, but I think some people may think that that's what they do. They go and they put out fires, which I'm not lessening that the need or you know how wonderful that is we we need that in our community but to know that you guys are also doing you're assisting um the police department you're assisting in all kinds of things a first responder type things which is is wonderful i think most of the calls for the fire department are ems calls i think i think fire calls are Kind of lower on the list. Thank versus, goodness, right? Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so you guys do radios, pagers? We've done radios, pagers in the past, which are obviously very important to the fire department and other members. Um, we've also this, you know, we're working at trying to get a high-pressure fire extinguishing system for the fire department's rescue vehicle. Um, we've also done things that aren't involved with the fire department. Um, we've done Mother's Day baskets for moms that have terminal illnesses. We've done monetary support for families with children that have terminal illnesses. So we don't just do fundraising for the fire department, um, although that is one of our biggest biggest fundraising, but um, we, we do other things around the community. And I, I let's just go back to that for a minute because I think that's wonderful. You know, we're, we do this show because we want to highlight people that are making an impact in other people's lives. And so Mother's Day baskets for moms with terminal illnesses. I mean, monetary support to families with children with terminal illnesses that is that's something certainly worth highlighting and letting people know that you do so 
that's directly in the Merton community or also in the surrounding communities? People just reach out to you and say we have a need or maybe somebody knows somebody? We have connections in actually both Merton and North Lake to kind of get ideas of, of, you know, moms that have some, some terminal illnesses. And we, you know, we've just contacted them and just said, you know, is there anybody that is needing extra support or anybody that, you know, that we can help. And that's kind of where we get where we get our, our ideas from. Okay, well, that's, that's awesome. So um, before we we take a break, I'm just curious, Jennifer, what, you know, there are a number of ways that the auxiliary is helping the Merton and the North Lake and the surrounding fire departments with programs and also fundraising, as you've, you've shared. What would you say to the people listening about support for their local fire department? Um, fire departments are always in need of financial support, but it's not just the financial support that they need. They actually need the physical support. So if you're able to, you know, volunteer your time, you could, you know, volunteer your time and come down and help out the fire department. If you're, you know, an EMT or if you are, um, you know, if you are a firefighter, anything like that, you, you know, the every fire department is always looking for people. So Okay. And now what specifically for Merton? What would you say specifically for that community? All of the above. Okay. <laughs> we need volunteers. I mean, we're doing pretty well, I feel like, as a as a whole for the fire department, but we never turn down, you know, the physical support, the volunteers, you know, people that are, are willing to come down to help out, you know, with events, help out the fire department, help out the auxiliary. We would never turn down help for that. And obviously the, you know, the monetary support. We could always use monetary support. Okay. And an obvious thing that it, it seems obvious, but I think it's worth mentioning is attending the events that you have. Because we talk about supporting the people that support others. And so how can you do that, people in the community? Well, you can attend the events that are in your community. Again, it sounds simple, but <laughs> I mean, we really need to, to put that out there. Because I know when I live out in the, in the community that you support, and I go by and I see different things that are going on in our community. And my kids are not in that they don't live at home anymore, but doesn't mean that I then can't go out and, and volunteer or do something in my local community. So I think it's important to make sure that people understand that they want to advocate for uh, their local organization, but they also want to attend the events. Um, I understand that you guys serve over a thousand meals uh, during one of your Breakfast with the Bunny events, um, and that you, it's your single largest annual fundraiser, and you've got raffles and corporate sponsors. Um, again, I think it's important that we take some time to really take a deep dive into those events that you guys provide. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Jim Spires-Duran, again, the president of the Merton Community Fire Department. And then we'll end our interview today with just um, talking more about the events and how can people get involved. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations. My next uh, guest, actually we introduced him in the second segment. He's returning again for our next segment, Jim Spires-Duran, President of the Merton Community Fire Department, which is located out in Lake Country. Welcome to the show again, Jim. Thank you. 
Nice to have you back again yeah. for this next segment. Uh, tell us about the Merton Community Fire Department. Give us a little bit of history and, and some fun facts. So the Merton Community Fire Department was founded um, in 2014 when the Merton Fire Department merged with the North Lake Volunteer Fire Department. Both of those entities have been around since the early 1900s in continuous operation as privately run fire and EMS protection agencies. Um, we have um, 60 plus members. We're a single station based in, in the, the village of Merton. We have a significant amount of equipment in our station. We have two engines, two tenders, which are tankers, Two ambulances, a grass truck, an ATV, a utility vehicle, um, a rescue truck, and drone equipment that we use um, on a regular basis. One interesting thing that people don't realize about the fire and EMS service, you know, everybody calls it a fire department, but clearly, as we kind of spoke about early, it's not all glorified running into burning buildings every day. The vast majority of our calls are... Um, on the medical side of things and are much less glorious than the, you know, the burning buildings that we go into, but they're equally, if not more important, um, you know, in the, the nature of the calls. Um, we run between four or 500 calls a year. And, uh, um, you know, some days there's none, some days there's six, you know, so it's all based on that. Um, we are a somewhat unique department still that we are privately run so we're not part of a government entity and we support both the town of Merton and the village of Merton and then we go on mutual aid calls to all our surrounding communities to provide these services. Um, little background on me because it's an interesting story on how I got into it. Roughly back in 1998 uh, my uncle was killed in a house fire in Hartford um, and it kind of motivated me to go, let's do something, um, you know, to, to help with the fire department and, and do something to maybe prevent this from happening again or to, to others. Um, and that's when I joined um, and thinking that I was going to change the world. And, and, and I've been a part of it since 1998 and watch it evolve from a true volunteer fire department to now we're a you know kind of a combination department where we have what we call paid on premise memberships members that are you know we staff the station 24/7 with people um, but we also do rely on what we call paid on call members to come in and augment that so we have enough people at the station to handle all the basic calls but if we have a big call we need people to respond to the station and then go out that's kind of the old volunteer model that's out there Mm. Well, I like to hear the personal stories. That's why we usually uh, ask our guests, you know, what's your story? Tell us why you do what you do. And um, as I stated at the opening of the uh, of the show, the stats that show, you know, who gets involved in this kind of thing and uh, this line of work, because it is dangerous. You know, you need to have a certain personality to be able to handle it. And I'm, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about your uncle. Um and, and that propelled you to do what you want to do. And so we talk about how someone takes uh, pain or suffering and turns it into 
purpose. Sure. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. Yeah. And I've, you know, I have a professional career or had a professional career and I worked in manufacturing management for 30 years. And, and now I've kind of taken a step away from that and gone and dedicated more of my time to the fire department because it, it really, it's a calling or it feeds my soul to do that versus, you know, working in a manufacturing environment. I find it much more rewarding to do the fire and EMS service where you're helping the community and helping people and responding to people in need. Oh, I'm sure. It's wonderful. And we appreciate the work that that you and and your team does. Um, So you you had mentioned that you provide emergency medical and fire protection services to Merton and the surrounding communities. Um, But I'm sure that doesn't come without challenges. You know, what, what would you say are some of the challenges that you guys face? So we have two really giant, you know, problems right now that, that are challenges that we have. And it's really the the financial strains right now. Um, as everybody knows, costs are going up on everything. If you look at, you know, 10 years ago, uh, a new fire engine was $300,000. Right now we're specking out a new engine and it's a million dollars. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> Talk about inflation. Correct. (laughs) And the the government funding, you know, isn't going up at that same rate. So you really have to be wise on your on your, um, you know, your spending. And 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 that's where we appreciate all the contributions that the auxiliary gives us because they really augment that for us where, um, you know, they're they're helpful in, in helping us buy some of the things that maybe aren't in our budget, but we really do need and use, Um, you know, all costs are going up, whether it be. You know, fuel um, is is more expensive. Um, you know, and, and and all that kind of you know, items are that. The other thing that is the you know the second biggest problem for us is is where do we get our people from? You know, um, unfortunately, the fire and EMS services kind of operate in the background, and nobody really cares about them until they need them. So, the you know, it, people are very surprised to learn that a typical firefighter may get paid less than somebody that's working at Taco Bell. And so, you know, it, it's it's really difficult to attract um, members, um, you know, when that's the pay. So, um, you know, but we do have a very, we are very lucky in Merton to have a very strong, what we call paid on call base. So there's 20 or 30 members that live in our community that respond to emergencies. So we're a little bit different and we're blessed with that because we are able to keep costs low because we don't have to pay people to be at the station all the time, but we are able to then respond with significant amounts of equipment. We can, you know, it's not unusual for Merton to respond with an ambulance and two engines and a tender at a call, all fully staffed, where there's not many other departments in the area that can do that out of a single station. Mm. But we are continually to trying to, um, you know, get more members in and, we are kind of an anomaly right now where we are growing our employee base and our volunteer and and employee base where other departments are really struggling with that. And yeah, it's, so, you know, you had mentioned that you are privately run. So 
do other fire departments struggle with the same challenges that you do, given that it's it's different? It is, and that's where we are a little bit different, and we have a different model, where a lot of the other surrounding departments only hire fully credentialed firefighter paramedics. Um, Merton kind of goes at it as a different way, and we realize that we we bring in people that might not have any certifi- certifications, and we put them through schooling. And we know that we are going to only have them for three or four, maybe five years at, at most as they go through schooling, and then they're going to go on to a bigger um, full-time career with other departments. But we're happy to take, you know, to have them as part of our organization for that time as they are growing and learning and and, and advancing in their career. Um, it's a model that we use, you know, and 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 we know that we just constantly have to be feeding that with new people, you know. And uh, we have six interviews scheduled for more employees, you know, next week for you know people that are coming in. Some wow. some that have credentials, some that don't have credentials. Yeah. But we're happy to educate people and give them that introduction. Many of the other fire departments in the area will only hire people that are credentialed. Okay. And it's tougher to find those people. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, so you keep your pipeline filled. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, being a firefighter and an EM, EMT person yourself, um, what would you say to our listening audience about support for their local fire department and emergency service team? Well, one of the things that it is is, is, is to come down and visit um, – come to our you know auxiliary events you know anybody is welcome to stop by the firehouse at any point in time to meet us um, bring your kids down you know um, you just become familiar with who we are um, we don't want people to be afraid of us when we come and help you in the middle of the night it can be overwhelming it can be frightful you know there's an emergency and now there's you know five or six strangers you know standing in your house that you know and do that you know so Come down and support, you know, all our events, but it's also just come down and have fun with us. You know, it's 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 as much as fundraising as it is come down and see who we are and be a part of it and and have fun, you know, um, is really what it is, because we we really want to keep our costs down. You know, taxes are going up and everybody's struggling with that. And where's this funding coming from? So our combination staffing model really works. And and we want to be a partner with, with the community. We don't want people to be afraid of us or not know who we are. So if you see the doors open or even if they're not, just come on down. You know, we have people come into the station with their kids, you know. Anytime. Anytime. Just knock on the door. Knock or on the door. come through the door and say, give us a tour, and yep. there you are. Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we're going to take a deeper dive into some of these wonderful events that they are putting on. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. I'm the Director of Community Relations here. 
And I'm talking in our last segment with Jim Spires Duran, who is the president of the Merton Community Fire Department, and Jennifer Hofstetter from the Merton Auxiliary. Okay, guys, I'm going to have you just take it away and uh, share with us all the great things that you have going on over there at the Merton Community Fire Department and out in the community. So we'll touch base first with one of our biggest fundraisers for the fire department that we do. Last year, our goal was um, 18000 You know, every year we try and bump that up a little bit more. Um, we, we do this fundraising breakfast. It's called Breakfast with the Bunny. Um, we have, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Bunny show up to the, the firehouse and get free pictures with kids. And we have a lot of a lot of fun activities set up for them. The day of the event, we do um, a pancake breakfast for the community. We have um, an online raffle or auction, I'm sorry, that we do. Um, so that's kind of one of our one of our biggest fundraisers. And all of those funds go directly to the fire department. And this is something that happens every year. Uh, around Easter, obviously. Yep. And so you can, uh, uh, to get specific details, you can obviously reference uh, their website and we'll give contact information later. But you're saying uh, last year you raised 18000 and so you're raising the bar. That's pretty significant. We do. We Every year we try and do a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So, you know, we really count on the community to kind of help us with that that financial support and we, we hope that we can hit our goals every year. Um, we do have a lot of, I mean, what would you say, Jim, probably 50 or 60 people that show up um, as volunteers just to help us with this event. Yeah, firefighters and their family and nice. the auxiliary board members all come in to help cook and, and, and put this on, and it's a really fantastic event. You know, last year was such a smashing success that we ended up having to scramble in the middle of this to set up more tables because we ran out of tables. Um, you know, there was a bit of a panic. And this event really stemmed out of um, the COVID uh, years um, because everybody has their you know, fire department fire prevention pancake breakfast in October or in the fall and we really didn't want to compete with that because you know all the departments have their events all on the same day so we spun off and said let's have breakfast with the bunny there you go breakfast with the bunny and actually it was the first year was we did it was it was a drive-through one during COVID um, and it was a tremendous success we had cars lined up for a half mile down the road to do a drive-through, you know, uh, breakfast, um, and it was it was you know such a great success that we ended up keeping it at this time frame so that we're not competing with it, and it um, it's wonderful. We do a thousand meals, um, and and it's it's just fun to see the people come in. We let kids sit in the trucks. We let you know kids you know play with you know some of the equipment. Um, do you do any uh, Easter egg hunt? We do not do the Easter egg hunt. Oh, we don't. Maybe you want to add that. that. Oh, it's enough work for, <laughs> oh, for just the event that we have now. So You're like, whole, shut up, Jill. We got enough work here. <laughs> well, the whole reason behind the breakfast with the bunny, instead of just doing a pancake breakfast, I have four kids myself, and I love kids. Kids are like, kids love stuff like this. So we we decided to do breakfast with the bunny, and actually my, my children are recruits for Mr. and Mrs. Bunny, so uh-huh. I, we throw in all of our, our family members and make them help out. And That's yeah. great. That's great. What else you got going on? So we do open house. Usually in the fall, we do the open house for the, the fire department. We just kind of open our doors, and everything is free at the fire department. We get donations from businesses, and, and we do, you know, open house, and it just 
have the community come in and see what the fire department is all about, what they do, what we have. Um, we usually supply food for them and, you know, we have businesses and just just have everybody come down and, and enjoy the fire department. Yeah, and this is where we really get to shine and have some fun, too, because, <laughs> you know, we take adults and we turn them into kids, too, because we have, you know, 30, 40, 50-year-olds that you can sit behind a fire truck or play with some, you know, of our equipment, and they, they turn into the 10-year-old kids, you know. So it's not just for the for the kids um obviously that's what it's triggered you know you know designed to affect but we also love the fact that when it's like i'm one to always say hey this isn't just for kids you know mom and dad you go ahead and get up in the truck and do yeah, that yeah so we do some really fun things where we do fire truck rides so we will have a you know a, a fire truck set up where you know five or six um you know of our visitors can get in it and we take them for a, a lap around the block so they can ride in the fire truck um we do a, an extrication demo where we cut a car apart um oh. and we will actually let some of the community members help with that so um you know we're blessed that we have some vendors or some companies that manufacturers in our area um, one of them is tnt rescue tools so they they supply our rescue tools um and so we like to highlight that and and show those tools off and we have you know um we do that we you know it's it's fun to cut a roof off of a car oh, or cut I the imagine. doors off you know yeah, yeah. you know people really enjoy that but then just a, a simple letting a child uh hold a fire hose and spray water you know, or let a you know somebody get dressed in the fire gear, or try to beat us getting dressed, and see if they can get you know dressed as fast as we can. Is it's it's fun to do, and that's where the open house is. We serve some food. You know, another vendor that to give a little shout out to is we get our, a lot of our food provided from some local uh, you know companies that you know donate all the all our food for us. So when we're making the hot dogs and and hamburgers and and things like that, that's you know that's donated. Nice. You know, to do you us. guys have a flagpole? You have take yeah. a trip down the flagpole for these. <laughs> Kids. No, we, we don't have a pole that they can slide oh, down. We're, dang. you know, that's, you know, but. but <laughs> I thought every fire department had a fire no, pole that we, they fly down. We don't have a two-story firehouse, so you can't go very far. Okay, if, you know, well, you, yeah, you probably don't want to go down into the basement. Exactly, that's probably. <laughs> exactly. And I think, again, these community events are so important because it gives the community an opportunity to learn who you are, understand the great work that you do, and it lessens any fear that there might be. I mean, you come in, you get to meet the people, understand what they do, and you just probably puts you in a in a place of comfort then when you're when unfortunately you will never have to reach out for their services. It's kind of one of those catch twenty two things. Correct. You want to know who it is who they are, what they do, and the wonderful things that they do, but you hope that you never have to use right. them, right? Yes. It's you we really want to soften that impact of when somebody's walking into a house and they're wearing their fire gear and or their EMS gear and they're carrying all this equipment and a cot and there's kids around or, or whatever. And it's, it is very stressful for the family members when those are going on. And if we can show people the inside of our ambulance and that it's not a scary place and that they're, we're there to help and, and it's, um, you know, if, if we can make soften that, um, it makes it when we do respond a lot easier, um, you know, to, to make it uh, a more comfortable, not that it's ever comfortable, but, right. you know, it softens that, you know, situation a little bit. And less scary. Yes. That kind you of, it's, that, yeah, that kind of leads into our fire prevention, though. So we do every single year um, in October, we do fire prevention for the schools in our area. So every year, every single child in Merton and North Lake schools 
get to see the fire truck, get to see the ambulance, get to see the firefighters. They're comfortable with them. So if ever they have this problem in their house and they see us, they're a little bit more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you put one of us in all our fire gear with our air pack on it's and scary. a mask on, yeah. we sound funny. Oh, I'm sure. We sound like Darth Vader, you know, <laughs> and, and so you see this person coming at you, you know, and, and that. So it's, you know, you know, it's, you know, that's why we like to do that. Yeah. Wow. Well, you guys obviously do great work, have great impact in not only the Merton community, but in the surrounding community as well. Um, any last words uh, that you want to say to our audience before you share your contact information? I think for me, for the auxiliary, I feel like we just, you know, we would love support from the community. We always need volunteers. We're always looking for auction items for our, you know, our events. We're always looking for co corporate sponsorships for our events. Just, you know, anything that you can help us with, you know, would be amazing, monetary or, you know, just plain volunteers. So, yeah. Okay. And what's the best way for people to reach you? So Merton Auxiliary is on Facebook. So you can just look us up, Merton Auxiliary, on Facebook. Or we do have a website that has, you know, all of our events are listed on there. You can kind of click on there and, and look at that. And that's um, www.merton-aux.org. Um, a lot of that stuff is on there. We also have the fire department has a website as well, and you can link to any of our events from there as well. I'll let Jim give all that information. Yeah. <laughs> any closing words, Jim? No, I just want to thank the community for their support. You know, we're here for them, but um, we understand that we are funded and supported by them. So we're, we're thankful for that. Um, and, you know, we're thankful for the auxiliary. Um, you can search the Merton Community Fire Department and you'll see our uh, website out there and um, you know we appreciate anybody coming down to our events and it doesn't have to be an event to come down to come down and say hello you know what I mean and we love to the, to see the kids and and and, and family members um, and and they're welcome anytime okay I might just stick my head in there and say hey Jim how's <laughs> it going and get a tour myself I think Any, that would be fun anytime all right well, I want to thank my guests today. Again, Jim Spires-Duran from the Merton Community Fire Department and Jennifer Hofstetter from the Merton Auxiliary. We appreciate you sharing all the ways that you protect and serve the Merton and the community, surrounding community out in the Lake Country area. For Thank you for being here today, both of you. Thank yeah. you for having us. Thanks, Jill. We appreciate it. Yep. You're welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, you can reach out directly to our guests using the contact information that they shared. If you know of a great organization doing great work in our community that you think would be a great guest for our show or one that you'd like to learn more about, you can email me that information at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. We're filling up our calendar for the year, so reach out and we can start the process if you're interested in that. Tune in next Sunday morning at 10 to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community safe and a great place to work and play. You can also tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen via the iHeart Radio app. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, or you can also listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. Our guests today have shared how our wonderful firefighters work to protect, serve, and keep others safe. They also talked about how you can support those 
who support others. So give some thought to how you can make a difference in the world by offering some kind of support in some way, whether that's by donating, volunteering, or simply advocating for their respective organizations or any other nonprofit organization that speaks to your heart. I'm sure anything you do will be appreciated. So take some time to find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Thank you for listening today. Have a great day.